Jason. I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Duck Pond Wall, a little show here on WEHC where we sit down with friends and catch up. And we have got a whole room full of friends today. I'm excited actually to have three guests with me today. John Hutter, class of 1979, Jeff Stone, class of 1979, and Roy Stroll. You know, you don't have a class. No, I don't. No. I'm, I'm not a very classy guy. No, that's what I've heard for a long time. Roy was the librarian here for, at Emory and Henry for a very long time. And as I recall, he was also the sponsor for Kappa Phi Alpha, but we won't talk about how good you were at gatoring back in the day. That's true, I was. <laughs> Today, we're going to have a conversation about lacrosse. And guys, first of all, thanks to all three, Eddie, for being with me today. Good to be here. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Well, this is going to be fun. I joked the other day that a lot of our folks on campus are too young to know that we did have lacrosse here back in the day. Let's talk a little bit about how that got started. There's a cute story about how this all kind of got rolling. Um, Roy, you want to tell that one? Okay. Can I, ch- can I ch- chip in first, Roy? Yes, you can, sure. John. <laughs> well, how lacrosse... Uh, got started. Um, I was a transfer from Boston University, and I took a year off from BU before I decided where I was going to go. And I took a Southern trip from New Jersey and ended up stopping off at my cousins in Roanoke, Virginia, that basically told me, said, well, if you're looking at Sewanee, WNL, yada, 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 you should look at Emory and Henry. So I went to, um, I stopped off at Emory and Henry and went down to the athletic department and asked, do you guys have a lacrosse team? And they said, yes, we do. And I, so I said, "Um, well, could you tell me who the coach is? And they said, well, I'm sorry, the coach isn't here today. And I said, oh, okay, well, at least they have lacrosse. If um, They don't have ice hockey, but they have lacrosse. Like <laughs> maybe put that on my list. And one thing led to another. And I ended up going to Emory and Henry. And the first day that I got on campus, I went down to the athletic department and I asked, could somebody tell me who the lacrosse coach is? And about 10 minutes later, somebody walked out from the back and it was Eleanor Hutton um, saying, um, lacrosse, is that that funny game played with a long stick with a butterfly net on the end of it and i went "Uh oh <laughs> well i clearly didn't have lacrosse and so so that's sort of how it all started and so i was sort of a fish out of water Who told you that i don't remember it was somebody that was in the um at the desk and there's in the gym um and uh, <laughs> but when i got down there i had my lacrosse gear and i was would occasionally go out and throw a lacrosse ball around off of buildings and windows and lo and behold a couple of people expressed an interest in what that foreign game was and one of them was jeff and so Jeff and I started throwing around and a couple of other individuals would throw around every once in a while. And then I figured out I was looking for bigger and better things to throw off of as opposed to Hillman. And I saw this nice big flat brick wall on this at the library. Roy, take it away. So there I am in my office trying to manage a quiet library for the benefit of all the students on camp. Kthunk, kthunk, kthunk. I could hear something whacking the side of the building. Kelly Library was never going to be the same. So I went to, back into the back end of my office, raised the window, <laughs> looked down, and I said, stop throwing that lacrosse ball against the library wall. We're quiet in here. I think John was absolutely surprised that anybody knew what lacrosse was, and the rest of it is history. <laughs> I had played a little bit when I was in school, mostly as a goal. But uh, now John will also tell you, this is another story about on my behalf. When, when we were looking at some old photos, I used to play ice hockey up in uh, northern Indiana. John was leaping through these things, and he looked at me and said, Coach, 
you didn't have a mask. And I said, John, they didn't have masks when I was a goalie. <laughs> it was commando. Tell, yeah. where, did you go, where did you go to school, Roy? A lot of different places. My dad was a migrant executive on the Pennsylvania Railroad. And we moved 27 times as I was growing up um, from East St. Louis to New York City. I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana for three years in the late 50s. I graduated in 60 from a school up in Fort Wayne. I was born in a town that I've never been back to. I was born in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Somehow or another, I've managed to miss going to visit. Had to, and and it, it actually lent to, to the, the sports that I took up because I knew I was, I was always likely not to be at a school the next year. Mm. Every, you know, as a matter of fact, when I graduated from high school and when I graduated from college, I never had a chance to go to my own, my own commencements. <laughs> and here I am an academic librarian. I have been to very many commencements, but never my own. <laughs> well, that's kind of a sad story. I feel like we need to have you back and let you walk across the stage. <laughs> oh, I used to, I used to parade a lot at every entry. That's all right. <laughs> so, so you played lacrosse in college then? It, uh, at the intramural level, I, I'd gone to Penn thinking that I was going to play Isaac. And Penn had a good team, and I was looking forward to getting into it. And I was late because I'd had a, a lecture uh, that was going on. And I showed up at the equipment room, and, and this really kindly old fellow in the equipment room he said, well, good luck, young man. And I said, well, why is that? And he said, well, Penn's decided that it's going to be a powerhouse for a while in hockey. And uh, they've recruited heavily in Canada. And uh, and as a consequence of it, that's how I wound up on the crew team. And I, I was on the uh, varsity, I made varsity crew my first year. And uh, as, a, as a result of it, I couldn't play both lacrosse and row in the crew. But uh and it was a good idea because some of the kids that uh, we brought down from Canada, to, I mean, I mean, they just used me for uh, puck fodder every once in a while. Oh. Well, so and, so you knew what John was slapping up against the side of the. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd played before. Uh, yeah. Even when I was in Fort Wayne, I'd played a couple of times. Well, John, what did you think when this fellow stuck his head out the window and, and knew what a lacrosse ball was? Well, there's a lot of different thoughts that went through. First and foremost, I grew up in Princeton, New Jersey, went to Princeton Day School and went to Boston University. Um, and then coming down uh, to play, similar to Roy, with dreams of being a hockey player. And then I realized, you know, the, because they came in first or second in the country, I, that wasn't going to work out. <laughs> so to me, what was used normal was at Princeton Day, we wore jackets and ties to class. Uh, Madras jackets, bow ties were standard oh, attire for um, professors. And so I felt like a real fish out of water when I got down to Emory after being my background. And when what Roy did not tell you was when he poked his head out the window, here was the first person I had seen. Um, and that was probably I had been there almost a full year was wearing a button down Oxford shirt, a bow tie, a Madras jacket. And, <laughs> and you were like, like who is this guy? Exactly. <laughs> and wait, so. Wait. And then well, the next thing was like, oh boy, I'm in trouble when he said, come on up to the office. And so I walked up into the office, into his office and I walked in. And the first thing that hit me was I, went, I saw a lacrosse stick on the wall and I saw a blade of an oar from Penn. And I just sort of went, wait a minute, lacrosse player, an oarsman and a preppy. How, <laughs> Did, how cool is that? I feel like Roy, I feel like the next thing Roy's going to say is, 
you were in college for a year before you got into the library? <laughs> let's, re- let's, let's rephrase that. I had been in the library plenty, but not anywhere near his office. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so Jeff's, it was Jeff's, Jeff is laughing too hard. I think he knows the truth in that statement. <laughs> we we were at the library throwing it against the wall. <laughs> and so actually, it, actually, Jeff, do you remember? I don't know whether everybody knows the story, but when you go in the library in the on the second floor, essentially, back in the corner, there used to be a long table that had a globe and a frame back in there. And some of the guys on the lacrosse team wound up sitting on the floor, lobbing this very expensive world globe back and forth over the across the top of the table. It wasn't me. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Actually, I, I think it was Kenny No, but I'm not sure. Professor No. Or as we like to call him, Dr. No, because it makes him sound no. <laughs> sounds like he was in a James Bond very movie. Good. Yeah. Very good. And so when I walked in, besides what I took saw on Roy's walls, we started talking and and we almost came to the same conclusion right off the bat was, what does this school need? I remember Roy asking me, what do you think this school needs? And I said, there's no question. It needs a lacrosse, it needs a lacrosse team. And he said, I agree. And so we started talking about, and I said, well, I looked in about the clubs and Roy had very graciously offered, said, yeah, I'll be glad to sponsor you. I'll be glad to get involved. And, with, um, and so Jeff and I, along with Roy, a lot of work and doing research, getting um, the student athletic com- or activities committee, applying right. to them for grant funding, setting up, we had to set up a charter for the look for the club, yada, yada, yada. We um, worked with Roy to contacting various lacrosse manufacturers to get discounts on equipment. And it all sort of came to be. And about that time that we were working on that, we were throwing, Jeff and I were throwing the ball outside near Matthews and Carragher and out walked this guy with a, a goalie stick. And I, that just floored me. Um, and I asked him, I said, you can't be from around here. And he said, no, he said, I'm from Long Island. I went to Trinity Pauling, was a goalie at TP. And that was John Gangler. And so, so we started off with, okay, well, we have two midfielders and we have a goalie. And then that following fall, a couple of, a uh, new freshman classman came in that had, that had played. Paul Reeves had played. Billy Pollard had played. Doug Tuck had played. And then it sort of took off from there. Does it seem weird? It seems weird to me that that is the case because there really had not been any tradition of lacrosse at Emory and Henry. So to suddenly have these guys, not only several guys who knew how to about lacrosse, but also several guys who were like not from right around here. I mean, you guys were from like New England and in New York, and it's just it's interesting. Well, that that would have been the case because you know Emory and Henry was one of the the last liberal arts colleges, you know, to get involved in uh, lacrosse in Virginia. Virginia was a powerhouse. I don't know whether you knew that or not, but you know, you you look at the record, Roanoke College, uh, WNL. There for a little while, Hampton, Sydney. University of yeah, you know, UVA was a real powerhouse. Top five in the um, nation just about every year at that time. Right. But Emory and Henry had just, you know, never really engaged in it. And so what you had were students that had played before, were would have been interested if it had been there, but it just it hadn't arrived at the campus yet. Jeff, where were you from? Roanoke, Virginia. I knew nothing. John Hutter taught me everything I know. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's, that's why I was never in the library either. 
Actually, we spent a lot of time in the library, John, didn't we? Oh, we spent an inordinate amount of time. We're talking about being in Stroll's office. Doing something constructive or just being in trouble? Constructive. I I do love that you also saw a rowing oar on Roy's wall, and you'd already seen the duck pond and figured out that was not the direction to go. Yeah, I mean, I sort of compared the duck pond when I got there to where we used to row at BU on, on the Charles, and it wasn't the same. No, no, I think I think no. you made the I think you made the right choice. You guys love this game. Tell me a little yeah. bit about why in the world you were so crazy about lacrosse, Jeff. You want to take that one? I had never played in my life. I knew the game because of the University of Virginia. Washington and Lee, Roanoke College, they were all prominently ranked college programs at some one point or another. So I saw when I saw John throwing, I think I just sort of started hanging out with him and just, hey, man, you got an extra stick. And somehow he either had one or he somehow came up with one. And so we started throwing and it was fun. We had a good time. I enjoy anything new like that. And, you know, Emory's, there's so much social life there, Uh, at least in that day there was. uh, you know what? We had plenty of time to throw the lacrosse ball around. Oh, wait, was that sarcasm? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not very good at sarcasm. I, okay. I do want to say something from my perspective about lacrosse that was awesome. We had fun. We actually had a, for what we were, we had a pretty darn decent start at lacrosse. We, we, really we beat some people. We lost to some people. Uh, but we actually beat a couple people that I know I was certainly proud of. The University of Tennessee. <clears throat> the Vols and and those some guys like that. But um, you you know what? The best times I remember of lacrosse, Roy and Kathy sort of adopted all of us as family. And it was just, it was the best time of my career at uh, Emory and Henry. We, We had family there. We ate there. We goofed off there. We had we had nieces there, uh, Roy and Kathy's girls. It was just a wonderful time. It was a fan. We, we were a family. The lacrosse team was family at Emory and Henry. Yeah. And you stayed in touch all these years. I mean, all you guys still, yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a minute, but you've managed to stay in touch all these years. Oh, yeah. The, the story on the, the nieces, Kathy and I both grew up in pretty conservative households. And we didn't like the idea that the girls who were, what was Meg would have been about five and and Mary would have been two or three. They were ball girls. When we'd be down at practice and the balls would kind of run off the field, you know, Mary and Meg would run off and get it and bring it back to the, to the fellows on the field. And that was their job. But Kathy and I worked with the idea that we didn't want the girls just calling John John, and it seemed a little strange to call him Mr. Hutter. And so my my family had always had a tradition of, you know, really close friends of my mom and dad. They were Uncle Howard or Uncle Jack and Aunt Dot. And so it, we just carried that forward. Even to this day, when I'm talking to my daughters, they'll say, well, how's Uncle John doing? Or have you seen Uncle Jeff? Or, you know, and it's it, it is a tradition for us. Jeff's right. It, it, they were family. We were family. They adopted us. <laughs> they may have regretted it, but they did. They they probably felt the need to, you know, get you off the street. So that, that's probably, that was their no, service they just needed, project. They just needed babysitters. <laughs> so, what year, so what year would that have been that you guys kind of started things up? We started, I was throwing, got caught for screwing up the wall at the library the uh-huh. spring of 77. 77. 77. And All we right. feel, and so we got the club paperwork done in the fall of 77 and started on um, the first season was um, 
spring of 78. Who did, who did you play? You sort of dropped some names there, Jeff. But uh, So interestingly enough, Radford University started their club the same year, I think. Right. right, Roy? Yeah, That's they right. did. And so yeah. we played them a bunch. <laughs> but we yeah. played uh, a team, uh, a club team out of Roanoke that they had all played at Roanoke College, Salem Lacrosse Club, whatever it was. Played Guilford. Oh, wow. Uh, we played WNL. WNL's uh, JV team. Their JV team, yes. Right. What's the picture on the postcard? Where was that? The save the date card that we just sent out? There's like a small oh, picture. That looks like Tennessee. Is that Tennessee? We were in the stadium, weren't we? No, yeah, we, we, were we, down, we were down. We were outdoors. Yeah. No, we were outdoors because I broke that Porsche's windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Did we you mean to? Uh, no, Tennessee had a... Did. They were similar to like Emory. They had a club team. And their um, field that they had us on was right next to a, like a park, a parking lot. And somebody decided to park their car right behind one of the nets, you know, maybe 20 yards behind the net. And I, I missed the net. Well, if you're going to break a windshield, go for the Porsche. Go big or go home. Exactly right. <laughs> Just to remind everyone, we're speaking today with a whole Zoom room full of people talking about lacrosse. We've got John Hutter, Jeff Stone, both class of 79, and Roy Stroll, who was the library head librarian at Emory and Henry, hung out in Kelly Library for a long time. And these were some of the guys responsible for, for starting the uh, lacrosse team at Emory and Henry back in the 70s. We've, of course, recently decided to bring back lacrosse at Emory and Henry. And I get the sense that y'all are kind of excited about that. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. 45, 46 years too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't but know absolutely. do math, but okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's exciting because, Monica, you were asking about, you know, why some of us like um, lacrosse. To me, it was a combination of basketball, ice hockey together. There's, it's the, got the physicality of ice hockey, body checking. It's got the play, set plays, the movement of basketball, and it's just a plain fun game to play. Now, what is the history of lacrosse? It's a really old game, right? Yeah, it's indigenous and uh, Native American, principally Canadian uh, the Eastern Canada, Central Canada came down through New York State. When the colonists started settling in, they took an interest in it. And so there are you know, stories back in the 1700s of colonists playing Native American tribes. It, and it was a friendly game. It was a way of bonding and relating to each other. How long did you all have the club team at Emory and Henry. 84, I think, was when it ended. Okay. And the only reason I say that is because I was on my way uh, up to Mary Washington in 85. When you think about all the work, time and effort that you know, Roy had put in, you know, being the, you know, the club advisor, the club coach and everything else, and I don't think there was anybody that really could, would maintain it, bring it in. I think after around it was it 82 or so Roy it's um some of some of the kids actually sort of took on more of the coaching function themselves and we did have a little of that yeah we had tried to get the school to do a little more um support but it wasn't yeah it wasn't there well there's a lot of enthusiasm here now about this and I know there's a lot of enthusiasm from from your crowd about it and so it's it'll be fun you guys are having a reunion this fall at homecoming. Right. So if anybody's looking to see some familiar old lacrosse faces, I don't mean old like old. I just meant, you know. Oh, yes, you do. I, yes, you do. <laughs> no, no. I just, I just meant, you know, familiar. Folks can look forward to seeing all of you. Roy, you're going to be here too, right? Yes, plan to. Yeah. I've already got a room booked in, in, in Abingdon. Nice. Uh, Kath and I will be not here. afford not to come. 
And uh, the other thing is, uh, the guys don't know this, but um, my daughters are both coming too. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Mary, Mary and Meg are both planning on being there. So. I, I don't think I've seen either of them since 79. They're still little. They're still they're five <laughs> still, and They're eight. still four and, four and two. They're just little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're um, itty bitty. Where do the girls live, Roy? Uh, one lives in Warrington. That's our youngest daughter, Mary. And our oldest daughter lives south of Richmond. You have to come for homecoming because of that, the dedication of your trophy. Oh, yeah, I was right. going to say, do you want to say a little something about that? It's kind of a cool tradition you guys are starting, right? Well, that, that's all on Bill Neely. I mean, Bill Neely, bless his heart, he is in many ways the reason this is going to happen. He put the, um, the lacrosse bit in his teeth a long time ago, um, has tried to maintain interest and generate it from the administrative side of the school. When you see it, I mean, it's an impressive statue. So and he's it, he's he's donating this statue. Um, right. Tell right. us what the statue look like, looks like. It's it's two Native Americans in play with sticks in the air, and it is a beautiful statue. How will it be awarded? Well, unfortunately, for so far, it's going to be called the Roy. Which <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> There's a little plaque on the front, and a, a lot of uh, information on the on a tag in the back including the name of the artist, but he's a famous artist who does Native American sculpture work. It is really beautiful. And John, do you, do you remember the details of how this is going to be awarded? Basically, what the intent is, it's a uh, trophy will be given for both the men's and the women's program, and that each year the teams will vote for an individual that best exemplifies sportsmanship, perseverance, academic achievement, and commitment to the community. And it'll be in honor of Roy, and he'll go on the trophy. Well, Roy, that's a pretty nice honor, don't you think? It really is. Uh, I, I was just very touched by it all. I did have a chance to meet the young fellow that's the coach of the women's team um, that you have on staff already. Yes. And, uh, you know, he had a chance to see the statue. And he was impressed, too. Okay. It was nice to be here. Yeah. So it, as we wrap up, guys, if you had to say something about your sort of greatest hope or maybe your greatest excitement about this, uh, what what would your parting statements be? And I, I hope all three of you will answer that one. Jeff, you want to go? Well, for, for me, lacrosse was so much fun and such a positive thing. I would like to see it continue at Emory and Henry and hopefully bring that same fun and air to the college. Our little stadiums were were pretty full when we would play and people were a little wild and crazy, I think people will enjoy it. And I just hope that, uh, I hope that it starts out and, and brings about a, a new era down there for uh, lacrosse. And I hope everyone in Southwestern Virginia who maybe hasn't seen it gets to enjoy it. John? I think one of the things that I would love to see happen um, because of lacrosse and hopefully it will, is it'll help expand the demographics of the student body at Emory and Henry. When I, when I was at Emory and Henry, I think there were three other students at that time uh, from north of the Mason-Dixon line. And I know that people have over the years have said, you know, we'd love to expand the geographic dispersion of the student body here. And I've always advocated say, well, lacrosse would be a big boost mm -hmm. to people because, I mean, up here, up north, obviously, they don't want to go to a school that has lacrosse. Right. Um, right. You're not going to have hockey down there, which I think would be great, but that's not going to happen. And so then... 
I think it would make a huge difference. Um, there was a good friend of mine's daughter went there um, and played softball about 10 years ago. But that's about the only other student that I know of besides when I was there that's been there, Timory. So I, hopefully this will work. I mean, I spoke to Tom and asked him about what he thought, Tom Flynn, the women's coach, and he said he was hoping that that would help as well. All we right. need to see. That would be awesome. Roy, as the man who started this whole crazy thing, what what, I, what is your greatest hope? I, I suppose, you know, and I'm just, for some reason, I, I just keep going to the picture behind John there. I think the college really lost out on the opportunity of bringing some excitement at a different time of the year. I mean, we always had, you know, good support for the, for the football program, outdoor stadium, and lots of, you know, folks coming together for that. In the springtime, while we did have good baseball teams, we didn't have the following, and I never understood why that was. I'd, I'd like to see the enthusiasm build for a uh, spring sport. We had pretty good-sized crowds for just a club that was getting together and, and just getting something started in an area where it was not part of the culture, right? All right. Well, good. Well, those are That's all good one. things to be hoping for. Yes, Mr. Hutter. Hopefully what we won't ever see again is another Emory and Henry lacrosse game played at a cow pasture. <laughs> I take it that happened? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> happened that last our... second, if I recall. Yeah. We had to find a place to play. We had a game scheduled against East Carolina University. Right. And they had come up. The weather was horrendous. The football team wouldn't let us play on the football stadium. They wouldn't let us play on the practice field. But right. the, the kids from ECU had driven all the way up for a game. And so we finally found this somebody's farmer's field. It was a cow pasture. We got the tractors out. We cut the grass. We lined it. We just had to make sure that nobody stuck in any gopher holes. And we actually played a regulation game yeah, in the middle have. of a downpour. <laughs> and and were there cow patties? Because I'm thinking you should get extra oh, yeah. points. You didn't have to we worry about them off. Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> so we're really excited about the new facilities that are going to be built. It's just going to look pretty amazing. And it'll be nice to see, drive down 81 and see that right there. Well, the nice thing is, you know, I think the one thing you can say is after playing in a cow pasture, really, you got nowhere to go but up. <laughs> Fair statement. Well, guys, I want to thank all three of you for being our guests today. John Hutter. Jeff Stone, Emory Henry class of 1979, and Roy Stroll, the man who started lacrosse at Emory and Henry. Thanks all three of you for telling us some of your great stories. And thanks for being back this fall to sort of see things as they're kicking off. Looking forward to it, Monica. Thank you for having us on the radio for you. Absolutely. Thanks, Monica. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Roy. Great to talk to you thanks guys everyone. and see you. Good to see you, everybody. Goodbye. And Looking forward to seeing all of you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks, you all, for being here. I really appreciate you. And we want to thank everyone today for listening to the Duck Pond Wall. Please stay tuned to WEHC FM 90.7, WISC FM 90.5, because we are, after all, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you.